So your ankle hurts now. You hurt your elbow earlier this week. I. On the plus side, I, I'm a mess. <laughs> I had significantly less migraines this week than I did the week before. I like had a like migraine for a week straight. Really? Because it felt like you still had a lot of migraines. <laughs> <laughs> mild headaches. Well, yeah. by mild. You have so many migraines. When we went roller skating, I was like, I'm bringing ibuprofen just in case. Because Zachary and I just sprayed ourselves profusely with cologne. I didn't spray. Mine was high class enough that it's not a spray. Zachary and Trent had a cologne, a mini cologne. Okay, I just sprayed a lot because I'm trying to get through this bottle in a nice way. There was no war. It you was Trent put on some. I'm like, oh, I guess I should too. I did not put on cologne. I'm just I'm playing with the ticking time bomb at work about whether or not I'm going to get a migraine. One of the lights is going out in the room I'm in, so it flickers and that triggers my migraines. That's Sorry, my workplace I, all I, the time. Irene and I both get migraines. At least Irene has prescription medication for I'm it. Almost out of. I should see if I have. A refill coming up. I used to in high school, like all the time. Like there's like a really bad one that like I threw up like in the middle of the night and like cried. Yeah, it was real bad. And then like my mom just like wakes up and she's like, <laughs> "What's going on?" Crying just makes it worse too. Yeah. Yeah. The worst night I ever had was after the Monster X concert. Uh, we were driving back from Chicago and I got to my parents' house. Like it was so bad that like the plan was to ride with my two friends back to their house, pick up my car, and then go to my parents' house, but because we were technically driving past where my parents lived, mm. I'm like, just drop me off. And the only thing that got to go away is my dad has constant migraines, and so he has oxygen prescribed to him that he can just, like, put an oxygen mask on and, like, pure oxygen goes to his brain, and that was the only thing that got that migraine to go away. Um, I know what we can talk about. Hmm. Concerts. Concerts? Yeah, concerts. That's a great idea. <laughs> concerts, okay. Oh, okay. Let's all start with our first concerts. And how old you were. Yeah, and what it was. Oh. Trent, you can start because you're the baby. Um. I'm still recording. Uh, well. Let's to make sure. Look. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's still recording. Okay, I was just uh, making sure. <laughs> I can't, like, see the screen, so, um, my first concert unofficially was a Hello Ramona concert. They were, like, a small band in Bettendorf. I think there was some bigger band. They kind of separated the main person, um, Micah Martin, like, went into a different band and started. He's pretty... It's pretty popular now. But, like, they were doing, like, this, like, music video kind of, like, deal. And they're like, hey, just come along. And I was like, okay. Like, this will be, like, my first, like, like rock concert. And all this stuff. Like, past things were, like, recitals and, like... How old were you? I was, like, sophomore in high school. Nice. So, it was the prime, like, worse than bull cut. It, it was just, like, a straight line from, like, uh, like, a school haircut place. It was real bad. 
it, it was the worst haircut experience that I've ever had. It lasted for a few weeks to a month, and it just, like, that's when it started my short hair phase. <laughs> being like, this is horrible. I, I love your, what your hair is doing right now, by the way. You kind of look like a cockatoo. Um, <laughs> this is what my hair naturally looks like when it <laughs> just goes through a shower and no brushing. I, right? I love it. Okay, Irene. <laughs> uh, so I think my first technical concert, I was in like, I think second grade. It was the summer between second and third grade. And what my parents liked to do when I was that age for my birthday, they would just take me and maybe my cousins on a trip for the summer. And we were in Nashville on this trip and we went to the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, nice. Zachary? I think my first concert concert that I wasn't a part of or playing in or singing in was Nora Jones with my dad right near Halloween. I think I was 20 or 21. We went to go see her and I knew a few of her songs before but I didn't really know her as an artist and I thought that the opening act just took forever. I'm just like, honey, we didn't come here to see you. We came here to see who's coming on after you, so just go away. That was the first concert you've ever seen? Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, we're 20! I have never been to, like, a fist bump and mosh pit and dance in the aisles The problem is what concert you went to go to, it was the fact that it took you 20 years to go to one. Well, like, the one that I went that to was, was very... most of a... It was very small and very unofficial, and it was in a barn, so I, like, didn't essentially count that one as, like, a big performance. Did the you... biggest, like, big main person performance that I've, like, seen was either the Legend of Zelda concert, which I was 19, to... No, wait, 21. 21. I was 21. I got age differences very often. It feels like forever, okay? It was like 20 to 21. It was... Um, how old are you again? I'm 22, okay? <laughs> I have horrible memory. If I go through my photos, I will find it. Um, and then... Um, then the Taylor Swift concert in August. So, I did, haven't been to much concerts. The very first concert I ever went to was an REO Speedwagon concert when I was four. Because they were at my fair and my parents didn't want to pay for a sitter or try to find a sitter during fair week because that's impossible. So I just went to the REO Speedwagon concert at the fair and I got him free because I was a little kid. And then the next year I went and sold sticks. Yes. The second concert I went to was in middle school. I don't remember the exact age. Um, but it was the Maranatha years. Mm -hmm. And we went to Hannah Montana and the Jonas Brothers meet Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, my sixth grade teacher did not know that Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus were the same person. <laughs> And this was like, like halfway through her career, like. There's literally 
the premise of, of the, the show. Entirety of the show. Yeah, and the, he was like, "Yeah, they're like two different people." And then, no, it's a and I, I'm like me in sixth grade, to seventh grade, just being like, <laughs> the confused <laughs> stare. <laughs> so my first concert that I've ever paid for, like I purchased tickets for it. Technically, I was too young to purchase tickets, so my, I gave my sister money, and she purchased the tickets for us. Was a Drake Bell and Corbin Blue concert, which seemed like an odd combination because you know Nick versus Disney and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember that concert because my sister and I were excited for both acts, but we specifically went to go see Corbin Blue. Not even seeing, we went to specifically go see him dance. Is why we wanted tickets, and we actually like purchased because with my fare you could purchase tickets in the bleachers or what we call track seating which is on a track that later in the day would have tractor pulls and racing on it um or you could just sit on the hill and then you only had to pay to get into the actual fair you didn't actually pay for the concert itself and you just sat on the hill that surrounded the stage so but we got tickets because we wanted to be close we wanted to see him dance and then I remember my brother after the concert like we went home and he was so excited because he worked as a roadie uh, during the fair that was his summer job and he got to tune Drake Bell's guitar and like Drake Bell is why my, kind of why my brother got into guitar playing he used to be a really big Drake Bell fan like we watched Drake and Josh all the time together he, he was, was like, up here recently was he yeah he was up in Minneapolis recently <laughs> it was the week that I went down Mm-hmm. Back home. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, my brother was so excited. Like my sister, my sister and I were fanning over, like getting to watch Corbin Blue dance. And Jake, then Jake came home and was like, "I got to tune Drake Bell's guitar," and it was, it was a good time for everyone involved. I didn't pay for that Hannah Montana concert. That my friend at the time, that was her birthday present, was her mom bought her tickets to see that show, and she got to take one friend, so she took me. Kind of like when I bought. Yeah, so the first concert I technically paid for. Did we go see Panic before I went to London or not? No, Panic was after London. Was after London? So my first concert I paid for, like with my own money, was to go see a band that no longer exists. It's a band called History. They were a K-pop group in London for their European tour. And it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've, I've technically been to a lot of concerts just on the fact that I spent every single day at the fair and then every, and like I was there basically from probably around 9am until the fair closed at midnight and every single night there was a musical guest. So I've seen a lot of country artists because they did a lot of country artists. I've seen Lady Annabellum three years in a row <laughs> and every year they came our uh, fairgrounds got completely flooded to the point we had to like evacuate animals, and then like we had to, one year we had to shut down the fair early just because there was so much flooding, we couldn't do any like it was well, flooded all the way up because um, our fairgrounds is right next to a golf course, which in turns is right next to the Makokota River, I believe, and so the Makokota River flooded up all the way through the golf course, then through our barns all the way up to like the grandstands, which is where we have our concerts. Oh gosh. It was... Whew. Yeah, they showed up at the Mississippi Valley Fair a few times mm-hmm. as well. 
like, they have a whole week concert. It's either, like, really rock or very country. But I never went to them because I, I was either really young slash I didn't really care for the artists. By Zach's the time gonna I was hate old me enough. for this. My and the fun tickets, like my my family went all to them, so like they went primarily for the concert, and like I was a lonely person that liked the ride. Yeah, so the fair was the only <laughs> thing to do in my town. So the week long, the I mean, was same. There, you went, and it didn't matter where you were on the fairgrounds; you could hear the concert. Yeah. So, like, uh-huh. even if you didn't go and stand and watch it, you could be on the opposite side of the fairgrounds, buy all the rides where it's even loud, and all the carnival games, and all the carnies yelling at it. you, See, and creepy, and, like, and you could still hear the concert. Your county fair is incredibly different from the one I grew up with, because we were strictly 4-H. It was 4-H exhibitions, and that was it. Oh, so we had a 4-H exhibition. I thought we had some musical guests. No. We had, we had our 4-H section. So we had, like, all the barns and the booths and everything you needed for 4-H. And then you had the middle section, which had, like, wood carving. And it had all the stands where you can, like, buy things. And then we had another section that brought in, a lot of times, they were animal things. So they'd, like, bring in exotic animals to teach you about animals. There was one time, there was one that brought in tricking dogs. Um, and things like that. So we had the little area of the show and tell. Then we had something called a free stage where you could sign up. And so that, like, did a lot of 4-H exposition. There were a lot of, like, non-famous, like, local musical guests who would uh-huh. sing on that stage. And then we had the food area. And then beyond the food area were, like, all the rides. And then you had the grandstand, which had a track around it, which we had tractor pull. We had racing. And then we had the concerts. It was a very, it was a very massive fair for a town of thirty five hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Irene <laughs> lived in the town that Heller County Fair, and she was still never. And it was been. like a five minute walk from my house. I didn't go to the Iowa State Fair until like the I my have, senior year. I have never been to the Iowa. State I fair. love the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> I I only went to the Iowa State Fair when I was. I think I've been maybe four times. To them, I was really little. I barely remember it. Now, the only reason I remember it is because my cousin, Eddie, was performing. Because he's an actor, and he was performing in one of the shows they had there. So we went and watched the shows two years in a row. And then he moved, and so he was no longer doing it, so he saw no reason to go. And then Van and Bonnie, which are a really big radio duo. Were... Were? They retired. We went from concerts to the fair. I'm going to get us back to concerts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They had a corn dog chomp where they're trying to break the record of the most people eating a corn dog at a time. So you got into the fair free that day if you're going to that. So we went and did that twice. Well, to bring us back to concerts, I'm um, going to pause it and make it transition. And then come back and restart back on concerts again. So I make sure I that this happens. I want that to be the chance. <laughs> <laughs> <Just, laughs> yes, that <laughs> So I can ensure that at least the first half of our conversation saves. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. First part done. <laughs> so the first concert I spent my money on to get a ticket, this is the nerdiest thing ever. 
Yeah, kind of. I'm, no, I'm proud of this. Um, Cameron Carpenter was in town, and he's an organist, and he was playing with the, uh, the orchestra here in Minneapolis, and it was absolutely phenomenal. He's built, he's like the mad scientist of pipe organs. He's designed and had a touring pipe organ built that he installs in the venue and packs it up and goes to the next venue and installs it again. And, um, so he played his set, which was very good. I think he played the Rachmaninoff Variations, and then the Overture to Candide, a Bach piece, and then Stars and Stripes Forever. And then this, the orchestra played uh, Shostakovich Five, but I paid $10 for a, a rush ticket and was seated right in the first row in the very center, and it was absolutely amazing. I could see his pedal work, and it was just a blast. Now that I'm done nerding out. I think I've paid for exactly three concerts, like, of my own money that I've been to, that I've paid, like, to go to the actual concert and not just, like, paid to yeah. get into the area. And that was the Drake Bell and Corbin Blue concert. Mm -hmm. And then I paid to go see the Straight Note Chasers in Des Moines. I would have, too, yeah. They were not there. An amazing 12-man acapella group. I think it's 12, yeah. They are phenomenal. They are hilarious. And they make fun of each other and themselves all the time. And it's great. And then the last concert that I ever actually, like, paid for was to go see Panic! at the Disco. And that concert was amazing. Brendan Urie needs to calm down, start <laughs> to breathe, get some water. I'm concerned for him. Because he's saying, like, six songs in a row before he even, like, said hello. And we're like, child, get breathe. some. Drink. You need some Come milk. <laughs> I have four. So my first one I paid for was History in London on their European tour. And then the same Panic at the Disco concert because we went together. And then I went to Monsta X, which is another K-pop band uh, when they were in Chicago. And it was beautiful because it was in like this really fancy theater that was like designed for stage productions. It was fantastic. I like concerts happening in venues that if, like the person who built it could see it they'd kind of be rolling over in their grave it was it's wonderful and then the last one i went to was for a band called hyeko here in actually saint paul uh and it was that was just a chill evening like hyeko's the calmest of all the concerts i went to i think the calmest concert <laughs> i went to was the cameron carpenter concert you don't get really hyped up and... I went and saw uh, a symphony when I was in sixth grade with, like, my school took us really? to see a symphony in Cedar Rapids. I've seen more orchestral concerts than I have vocal concerts. Didn't we see a oh. concert with Saad uh, <laughs> with, on a culture trip once? I know we went to the jazz club. I, th I thought there was another one that was, like, instrumental music because I remember... Falling asleep? I wonder if it's. It must have been a culture trip I didn't go on then, because I. I was sitting by you. Know? I would have remembered that, and I would have no. been ecstatic. No. It was really pretty. It was really cool. The problem is, my brain likes to focus on words, and there was no words. Well, the concerts that I paid for were the Legend of Zelda concert, which I, I bought went somewhere between nineteen and, and twenty-one, 21. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Well, I bought it during the summer, I think. Oh, no, it was the summer of my junior it. year. And I think I spent like $90 or so. Dang, boy. And it was two tickets, I think. I think I, um, together of the two tickets. And so then, are you still with? Uh, yeah, I was with that one person, and then by the time the concert happened, we weren't We're together. Yes. So I gave it to someone, randomly, and then they're like, yeah, I'm just here to, like, view it. I never played any of the games at all or anything. And I went, take this back now, thank you! <laughs> I was like, as long as you can appreciate the music, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then halfway through, she just left. And I went, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, so so like, I wish we like. I wish I would have known. I would have been like, "Bitch, give me that ticket." Yeah, the, <laughs> like that is not okay. Yeah, and I it's went with. Still. I went with two other friends. Do you think I remember some of the other friends you went with? Yeah, were you guys talking about it? Yeah, it was amazing. I love. It was great, and then, um, and then I have a whole story about <laughs> the Taylor Swift. <laughs> which you're just like yay let's do it <laughs> let's do it um, speaking of which he is wearing his Taylor Swift shirt right now and I brought out some of the things um, <laughs> because it helps me remember the story like um, it all started one with Malcolm because he essentially like got me into Taylor Swift more than a usual. So this is all. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Good to know. Because I was a fan, but I wasn't like a Swifty till then. Like a Swifty. And like one of my, I was took experimental book arts at um, the school, which was very nice and helpful. It really got my creative like push through that I needed and one of them was like a journey book by like if you could look at this you could see the story of what it was and it was like kind of like a commentary piece and it was kind of the commentary piece on the media and Taylor Swift on how like the media perceives someone and how it affects them throughout time and how like the reputation album that came out like it really just like changed her like she was just like I don't care about this anymore like all I care about is my fans my music and like the people that I love and it was just like just her outfits and music videos and like cracking like porcelain kind of like chipping away at the old person that she used to be into this new person and that's the book that I made and then on the Swift Life, which was an app that's no longer there, <laughs> like, it got really popular, it got, like, 16,000 likes and all this jazz, it got on the top feed, and I was very excited, because this was, like, the first artwork that I was like, yay, I'm an artist, <laughs> to an extent, <laughs> and then, um, it came the concert, like, came near the concert, and I was like, oh, I don't have money to pay for, like, really this, but, like, I knew two people that were going, and they were going in the front seats near, like, near the side of the stage, and I was like, well, if I'm gonna go, I want to enjoy it because this is my first big concert, and I'm gonna get up front so I can see all of it. So, $300 out of my pocket later, 
Yeah. That's how much you paid for it? $300. Oh my god. Yeah. It was a lot. I know. But it was like front row seats. Yeah. And I wanted to like be with those people because I'd never been to a concert like like that and I wanted to be with We almost didn't go to the Panic at the Disco concert (laughs) because the tickets were $45. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It it really it really ate me. Okay. Okay, so I've been to But in the process of this, like the concert was great. Halfway through, I mean I just like she kind of went from the center stage to the two side stage, if you see on Netflix and that stuff. And she, like, went to one of the side stages, and I couldn't really see. So I was kind of just exploring, and I saw Andrea Swift, her mom, and she was, like, walking probably from the bathroom or, like, getting something. And she was taking a picture with her fans, and I had my book ready to go, and a pi- pictures, like, post, like, because I also had, like, a picture frame of the Instagram post. Like, I just hand them out as little, like, goodie gifts to people because I thought that would be, like, cool that a random person, like, give it to them. And, like, I don't know. I got to meet people in the process. And I'm also socially awkward as, um, hell. (laughs) And I'm just like, here's this picture, bye. (laughs) And they're like, okay. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, I was like, almost face-to-face with Andrea Swift. She was taking pictures with her fan, like, a few fans and that stuff. And I was, like, holding it, like, nervously shaking, staring at her. I'm like, please take it so I could just run and just be happy that it, like, got to someone close to her, like, because I worked on this artwork uh, so much. And then I also did the, like, my hoodie, my, like, custom that I, like, hand-painted that took me weeks to do for this concert and like right at that moment I was right in front of her like conversation wise she had to turn around and go back into her area and go into the security booth and I was just like no (laughs) I was so close I just wanted you to have it I've been to about seven I've been to seven concerts I've paid ten dollars yeah but, like, just that experience and just, like, the hype and being with friends and just having a good time singing. I don't know. It was a really good concert, and I don't regret spending my money for those. Oh, no. That after... Because it was kind of, like, worth the money at the end of mm-hmm. how much work and time and how much they kind of cared for what was going on. That's cool. You're paying for all the side people that are... Hauling it, setting it up, picking up everything. And then I left, like, a few, inst- like, my posts and that stuff. And, like, all of it's on my Instagram, at the Trenty, if you wanted to see more of those photos and events. But Guys, those are our first story. shameless social media plug right there. Good job, Trent! Yay! Because I'm a media, social media. <laughs> the light-up bracelets were really cool, too. She sung Begin Again, because I went the first night and not the second one. Well, and, like, the people that I went, they also had the seats that they had, and then they also had the VIP area, which that's, like, um, a few hundred dollars more. Christ. That's, like, double the amount of my ticket. It was, like, 600 to do. 
But if you got it really, really early in advance, you got those pretty cheap. Or mm -hmm. certain times. Relatively cheap. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my, my dream is to eventually go to a Pink concert, mm -hmm. but those are ridiculous because she does so much, and she does, like, and she's crazy, and it is basically a theatrical production, Pink's concerts are, and I'm just like... Yeah. I mean, the last one I went to was a Josh Groban and Nadina Menzel concert, and I went with a friend who had box seats, and the view was amazing, number one. So Idina was opening, and I love her, but she looked like a disco ball because she was wearing this, like, bedazzled tracksuit that was so reflective, I couldn't even look at her sometimes. Well, they they wear sparkly things and, like, so flashy, you so you can see, be seen from a distance. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I was close enough where it was blinding. Like, anytime she would move, it's so she was pretty active. It would just, oh, shine right in my face. So I've now heard uh, Let It Go, sung by the original singer, live. No big deal. Wow. But she also sang um, The Only Thing to Do is Jump Over the Moon, oh, which is like the most obscure Rent song. No one remembers that song at all. It's because it's weird. And it was wonderful. And then Josh Groban came out, and apparently he has family that lives in the Twin Cities, so he's like, yeah, this is just like a vacation home for me. I'm like, then just come more often, hang out with us, it'd be chill. You know. What? <laughs> God, no. I'm actually contemplating going to a concert in April. For who? Uh, it's for an artist named Alec Benjamin. I found him on the internet. I thought I, you said elk. Well, <laughs> I I remember listening to him in the summer, and then you started listening to his whole album later. I, <laughs> like, I have all his songs, and I like know all his songs, and his, he's he's just very his music's just very chill. Like he has a very soft sounding voice. Yeah, he's very soft, and is he's very lyrical, and I do love the majority of what the song is about is in the lyrics. But also the tune is very chill that if you don't want to focus on lyrics, you can kind of just sit back and listen to the instrumental portion of the song and it's just kind of chill. But if you like actually want to focus on lyrics, he tells really interesting stories. I'm like, I want to go, but it's also money and but I might be going by myself. And you know, so, I mean, I, I could try too. going with you because I have heard his album as well. Mm -hmm. Sunday, Brandy. I want to take you to a GOT7 concert. Okay. Someday. If, if money was not an object, <laughs> who would be the artist you'd want to see most in concert? Oh. Ooh. I think mine already answered that, okay. so... Who I'd want to see most? T-Swizzle. The fact that you just said swizzle... No, undermines everything. <laughs> I mean, there was one college student that like went to the 1989 concert, and I was it's... like, "Really? I didn't expect you out of all people to go." And they're like, "T Swizzle is my shit." So, like, what do you mean if money's not an option? Like, like, money not an issue in our country, or like, money not an issue at you, all? You could, you could get, get to the anywhere. concert no matter what. Yeah, you could get amazing seats. You could get whatever. Essentially, who is your favorite artist that you would like to see live? Yeah. 
So there's a live outdoor performance concert that happens in Korea where all the companies get together with their bands and they perform. It's kind of a mini award, like mini live award show that they do outside. I'd want to go to that. That would be interesting. Because like I've seen it online and like it was from a few years ago, the one I saw, but it had Vix, it had K&K, it had... Monster X, it had 17, it had everyone. I recognize those names. <laughs> I do not. Only Brandy recognizes those names. <laughs> and you got seven in Monster X, and I think you said Vix? Vix. Ah! My babes! <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly, like, that was a really hard question for me of who I'd want to go see most. Because, like I said, Pink would be, and Pink's been like mm-hmm. a long standing one for me. Like, I've liked her my entire life. She is someone that I've grown up with that Mm -hmm. I remember I got into Pink because my sister liked Pink. And a lot of music I got into is because I really loved my siblings. And that's Mm -hmm. also really the only thing I got to listen to because when you're the youngest child, you have no choices. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, actively will listen to anything my siblings would, mostly because I had no other choice. A long, a long time with the, shh, don't tell mom I let you listen to this. Mostly, yes. Um, but yeah, so it would probably be pink or... My problem is, is like a lot of artists I listen to now are like random YouTube artists. I if mean... I could see Kurt Hugo Schneider in concert, like if he actually did something where like he was performing, I would see the shit out of that. I love him so much and I wish he sang more on his channel than he actually does. Mm-hmm. He actually just came out with a music video of him, just him, singing an entire, like, original song he wrote with his friend, and, like, I almost died when I saw the notification pop up. I'm like, ugh, Kurt, my child! Yeah. He's also, like, a lot older than me. I call Vix my children, and I know for a fact that the They're second oldest older. member is five years older than me. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's hard for me, because most of the people that I would have wanted to see... Are dead. are dead. I mean, you could still say. I mean, because if oh, money, if life wasn't an option, if life wasn't an option, <laughs> but still doesn't narrow it down. Because would I want to oh. see a classical concert? Would I want to see a romantic concert? Would I want to see a jazz concert? I just hurt myself. Or if life if wasn't could, an option, what was that concert that just had a lot of drug problems and deaths in the nineteen seventies? It's like a certain name. It Woodstock? Yeah, Woodstock. <laughs> Is it seventy? I just want to. I just see some death and things. Woodstock. And, and you're like, and then they said the seventies, and I'm like, I don't want to yeah, say Woodstock, but I. Yeah. Either way, that'd be interesting to just view from a distance. Far enough away. Far enough away to not like if get life a contact high. Not partake. If life was an option. I have another answer. That'd be a great people watching story. Another K-pop band. I'd want to see Shiny with their original members. With their original, like Shiny was the first band, was one of the first two bands I got into with K-pop. I'd love to see Bastille. And that'd be a good. One. I would just I love like to go back to two thousand nine and watch them perform "Ring Ding Dong" live. <laughs> Specifically, "Ring Ding Dong." <laughs> Anyway, to answer the question, I'd say if I'd pick a live artist, 
Brendan Yuri panicked the disco. I want to go see him so bad. I would love to see him in, with closer seats. And then if I had to pick like one concert from someone who has so, someone who is dead, I would pick Ella Fitzgerald. Hardcore. Mm. Yes, she's good. I honestly, if I could see someone perform live, not necessarily in a concert setting, I would love to see Debbie Reynolds dance again. Yeah. You can dance concerts. Yes, but I would love to see specifically her dance again. She was phenomenal. I loved her. Yes. Singing in the rain. Warm place in my heart. And then, you know, <laughs> she got to be the grandma. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah. And she was, uh, she guest judged on So You Think You Can Dance and just listening her to her talk to the dancers. Like, she mm. was, I'm like, oh, Debbie Reynolds. See, I mostly knew her from being Grace Ad- or Grace Adler's mom and Will and Grace. <laughs> See, I I knew her both as Grandma Eggie and as the girl from Singing in the Rain. The problem was my small child brain did not compute that those were the same person. <laughs> I only knew as the gr- Grandma Aggie and um, Leia's mom. <laughs> <laughs> not Carrie Fisher's mom. I- Princess <laughs> Leia. <laughs> I'll get the hate for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't. I have watched four and five, and that's about it. You've only watched four and five? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I mean, at least you're not like, I've only seen the prequels trilogy. Yeah, but like, every time that I watched it, I always got distracted. And like, I got most of the story, but, like, it's just, like... Star Wars is a great movie, but it does take a high level of focus to watch, because there's so much that happens in them. And sometimes you're just like, what are you doing? (laughs) And like, oh, you have to watch the third or second one, and then you'll figure out what's going on. Or, like... (laughs) The original three that were made, I like. Mm -hmm. Four, five, six? Four, five, six, four, six. I, like, this is going to get me a lot of hate. I personally liked one. I also watched it when I was a very small child. I liked one. I disliked two, and three can burn in the fiery pits of hell with the rest of Anakin's body. So <laughs> I, Jar Jar. I also I also liked one because again I grew up watching those mm-hmm. movies, and two never held my interest. Like they'd start talking about sand, and I'd be gone. And, and now it's like <laughs> solo this and. And then that. the I remember when the third movie came out. I was so excited. I talked my dad into going to see it in theaters. That was a mistake. What was the first movie you saw in theaters? That's an excellent. It might have been one of the Star Wars movies. Really? I, it's, that's that's the, one of the earliest. Probably wasn't the first movie I saw. So, not in my town, but the next town over, um, which were the two biggest towns in my county. They used to have a movie. Okay, we're back. <laughs> My question is, what was the first movie that scared you? Because the first movie that scared me was Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> and it wasn't Casper that scared me. It was the uncles that scared me because they literally killed the father in that film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so terrified by that. <laughs> I, the first movie that I remember actively scaring me 
Like, I feel like my answer should be Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because I watched that, my family watched that all the time. But my mom also made me leave or cover my eyes and ears during, like, the really graphic scenes, so I don't remember that movie mm -hmm. being scary. The first one I actively remember being scared for, I think I was eight years old, and I went to a friend's birthday party, and we were in a trailer, and we watched Scary Movie 3. <laughs> I remember seeing the first one in theater. So, like, we went and saw Scary Movie 3. No, wait. I saw the third one. Never mind. And the thing is, is I don't think it was the actual movie itself that scared me. It was... I had a very active imagination as a child. And so, like, in my head it was supposed to be a scary movie, even though it was a comedy. And I had seen Scary Movie 2. I knew it was supposed to be a comedy. Um, but, like, in my head it was supposed to... So I just kept actively imagining scary horror movie scenarios in the trailer and it didn't help that when I woke up in the morning so we were like sleeping in a trailer outside their house like I think it was actually a camper and I woke up in the morning and the girl was gone because she got gotten cold and so she went back inside oh the, the ring is Samara Morgan uh, no the, that's the ring yeah the girl. ring and wow. so we see yeah. the ring so like she was like disappearing and reappeared and then when I woke up in the morning the girl whose birthday party it was was gone. She'd gotten cold, so she went back inside, and I'm like, she went into the TV! <laughs> She's dead! I'm nine years old! I don't know how I, to handle this! I actually saw the movie when I was, like, eight or seven, and, like, my siblings would all watch it. We were, like, I was scared beyond belief after watching. I was, like, like any, like, water, like a toilet or, like, shower, I had to, like, sprint... Like, I was paranoid for a good long time, but the thing is, like, one of the beginning scenes, there's, like, the, and I saw her face, and she's, like, dead in the closet, like, with a weird expression on her face, and I remember on MySpace, they, like, made fun of that scene, and, like, that just me and my so two siblings just, like, laughing so hard about that scene. That just, makes so much more and sense. And I saw her face. Scary movie three. Because they make fun of <laughs> yeah, that. They make fun of it in and the like, I never quite understood all the jokes because I didn't watch horror movies and all the jokes were making fun of horror movies. Well I watched Scary Movie Three first before mm -hmm. watching The Ring. <laughs> um, but I, it's really funny because like I remember being scared of that movie, but like after like watching it and then like a few days later it like it was all gone. Like I wasn't scared anymore. But my, both of my brothers had instances where something had scared them. And my one of my brothers was scared of a Hey Arthur episode. It was the Jekyll and Hyde episode. And it was it a point... Hey Arthur. It was just Arthur. Arthur. Sorry. <laughs> hey Arthur. Arthur. Um, and, it was that kind of, and it was when they were singing Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde. And okay, we used to Pause. If my mother is listening, you have just got that stuck in her head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to any sibling who's around her right now. Uh, but it used to make him cry if we sang it. And then my other brother, for some reason when he was really little, was just terrified of small people. For some reason. We don't know why. He grew out of it. We don't know why. But he was absolutely terrified of the Oompa Loompas. So if we start singing the Oompa Loompa song, he'd start crying. What about the Munchkins from Munchkin Land? Yeah, he didn't really like those either. No, no, no. The But yeah, I just actively remember that's how I would make my brothers cry. Because uh, when you're a little sibling, you take all the ammunition you yes, can get. Yes, you can. Uh, we had a movie, it was called The Black Cauldron on VHS at my house. And I remember, like I don't the remember, darkest Disney I don't remember ever. obtaining this VHS. I just remember looking at the cover 
and being like, ooh, pretty. My dad's like, it's Disney. What harm could it do? And we put it in. And small, I was really small. All I remember is the Horn King terrified me. And I only watched that movie periodically to be like, am I still scared of him? Yup. Like, throughout my entire childhood. To the point where our friend Emma... And when I were talking about how this movie terrified us as children, and Josh and Brandy had never seen it. Yeah, we're so like, we found it online and watched it. And Emma and I as adults are going, we can see how it scared us, but this, this isn't scary. Okay, I have a question. Did any of you watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes! yes. The ending scene, that terrifying, the yeah. acid mounting, yeah. that is the most terrifying thing to watch as a child. <laughs> I was like, what the? So Irene's like VHS story reminded me that Scary Movie 3 is not actually the first movie that terrified me as a child. When I was really little, like four or five, I used to spend so much time at my grandparents' house because I just loved hanging out with my grandparents because I got to play cards with my grandpa and cook cookies with my grandma and like they gave me all their attention because there were no other kids around but my grandma and I also did this things where we just went to garage sales and yard sales and bought random things and we were looking through some old VHS's that someone was selling for like 25 cents each and we found a VHS about bunnies like cartoon bunnies it was a cartoon bunny movie and so my grandmother was like, oh, this will be great. We'll take it home and we'll watch it. So she bought it. <laughs> so she bought it. We put it in. Now, this movie was entitled Watership Down. Wait, Watership <laughs> Down. Watership Down and it had bunnies on it? Yes. That's what so Watership Down is Yeah, it's called Watership Down. It's about, and it's a, basically, it was a children, a Britain, British okay. children's book about genocide. And it was about bunnies. bunnies. And so this entire movie... Well, they said movies, it was bunnies. Yeah. Because that's mm -hmm. more child-friendly. Yeah, so this movie is just about bunnies gruesomely dying. dying. And like, I need to rewatch it because it's probably then nearly as gruesome as I remember it being. I don't know. I've seen a few scenes. It's, it's still... But, like, I just remember... And I remember specifically watching the entire movie because my grandma and I were both so horrified that we couldn't shut it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With the Casper the Friendly Ghost, I had a dream for a good, like, four years straight of it's very detailed and very specific and it's very weird. Okay, it's me, like, sleeping in my bed and the uncles come out and this, like, green portal comes through the wall in the side. It was, like, swirling. It's kind of like a Hercules, like, underworld kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they come in and they try like grabbing me as like a five-year-old and like bring me into this portal. And this portal has like a little bitty like playground slide for some reason before fully going in. And I don't know why, but like that was the dream. Sometimes I got out of it. Sometimes I was just like there until I woke up. And then sometimes I actually went through fully and then it flashed me down to see the, um, the queen, the, like, ugly virgin in Snow White, like, mm -hmm. being like, want the apple, but, like, and then, for some reason, I was Pinocchio. 
And then she, like, laser-beamed me until I, like, was, like, burnt to a crisp. And then threw me into the pile with the rest of the Pinocchios. And then I woke up. Does that make sense at all? No. No. <laughs> it was very vivid and very real for two, three And on that yeah, note, I, I think the lessons we can draw here from today are maybe not let your children watch terrifying movies. And go to concerts more. They're enjoyable and bring friends. Yes. Or not. Or just your choice. <laughs> Wow, that was such an interesting episode. If you want to see more, please hit the subscribe button or favorite it. Whatever you do to see more of this podcast. And we have an email. It's uh, number two by gaystraight at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll have more social media pages such as Twitter for you guys to comment and express your feelings, opinions, your criticism, all that jazz. And we can take that and talk about it. Thank you. Bye.